Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we do not hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight cis white dudes. What? No, that's right. There are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is racist, allegedly. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to fruitloopspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 602-935-6294. And we may feature it on a future episode. Also, our website is fruitloopspod.com, and we use Fruit Loops Pod for all our social media. The footnotes for each episode can be found on our website. Plus, check it out for the different ways that you can support the show and become a Fruit Loops patron. So, Beth, tell the people. Who are we talking about today? I mean, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're on a break. So today's episode is going to be a little different. This is an episode that we recorded for our patrons. The date we recorded it is in the title, so the stories are a little dated, and there could be more recent information available now. But anyway, what we do in these episodes is share news stories with each other that are trending on that date, mostly true crime, but anything that we find interesting and talk about what's going on on in the world. These patron-only episodes are a little more conversational, personal, and less edited. And if you are already a patron at the $5 level, maybe you don't know that these are available to you. Well, they are! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! 
<laughs> just log into Patreon or Podbean, whichever platform you sign up for as a patron, and they will be there in your feed. We hope you enjoy this episode. To get more of these episodes, which we release weekly, become a patron at the $5 and uh, up tier. Yeah. Actually, there's no tier above $5, <laughs> but for some reason, people do it, and we thank you. And with that, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Extra read all about it. Fruit Loops has some updates for you, and we are gonna shout it. Uh, have you heard the one about Whitey on the Moon? <laughs> what? No. So, <laughs> old so, Whitey? Did, yes. Did old, you finally hit him, and he went to the yeah, moon? Sh- shot him <laughs> straight through the sky. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, the the news is uh, Whitey on the Moon. Basically, these billionaires are are shooting themselves up in the sky. Oh, now, yeah, I didn't hear it, about that. So yeah. there's this there's this famous poem called Whitey on the moon by gil scott heron and i didn't that, know that oh it is so dope it goes uh he goes uh i wrote a poem called uh whitey on the moon and it was inspired by whitey on the moon <laughs> and he wrote it in 1970 and the lyrics are really just let me give you a little taste uh the okay. lyrics are uh a rat done bit my sister nail with whitey on the moon her face <laughs> and arms began to swell and whitey's on the moon I can't pay no doctor bill, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. Now, it goes, it just goes on and on. But as it is so relevant, it is, it's crazy how it's almost like he predicted that these billionaire butt fucks would be flying themselves up to the moon for no reason. For no uh, reason. So, <laughs> so this yeah. classic tune, again, it's, it's resonating um, because the same socioeconomic issues that existed in 1970 when the poem was written are still a problem yeah. today. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Virgin Mobile, Sir Richard Branson, who is worth, by the way, six billion, billion dollars, went up to space. <laughs> he didn't actually go up to, into space. He just went up to the upper sky. I like the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 50 miles above the Earth uh, with a crew of civilians over the weekend. He like filmed it with his iPhone or whatever. And then Jeff Bezos will be going up soon. Now, Bezos is the richest man in the motherfucking world worth yeah. 187 billion dollars. Um, Elon Musk, I hate speaking his name, but he's also involved in this billionaire bullshit space race or whatever. (laughs) Meanwhile, I love that. (laughs) Billionaire bullshit space race. I'm telling you, it's absolute nonsense. (laughs) Meanwhile, over here, all the whiteys are trying to go up to the moon. Meanwhile, down here on Earth, we got poverty, homelessness, unemployment, problems with education, hunger. Oh, yeah. And a motherfucking pendejo. AKA yeah. COVID-19 is still a big problem. Yeah. And, you know, just so we're clear, again, all these problems that I just listed could be eradicated if these these bozos and bezos would combine their wealth and do something sub, you know of, of substance. substantial yeah exactly instead exactly. of flying to the moon for no reason whatsoever whitey is on the moon and shit still sucks down here <laughs> so um black twitter d- you know does what black twitter does and i i'm here for every minute of it there's a I love there's, it. there's somebody on the internet his name is michael harriet and he tweeted about bronson he was not in outer space 
this nigga spent a gazillion dollars to go to the upper sky. <laughs> Just calling it like it is. And I totally understand that perspective. And, yeah. you know, why not solve the problems of the world, you know, uh, with all, I mean, they have so much ridiculous wealth. Yeah, um, they're just hoarding money is what they're it, doing. Exactly, right? And all their, what are they gaining, right, by going up there? Making Nothing. more money yeah. for their giant <laughs> egos. Billionaire <laughs> bullshit. Basura. Uh, so that's that's that. Um, and I, uh, it, it's disgusting, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I saw the, the headline about Bezos uh-huh. uh, going to space, the way it was written... It was something about how he's stepping down and then going to space in it. I was, I was like, what are they going to shoot him into the sun? What's what's happening? <laughs> oh, if only. Oh, if only. I really think that Amazon workers were considered essential workers during the pandemic. Yeah. And few a few of them turned into activists over this time, sort of explaining like Amazon is great, but we can't even take bathroom breaks. We're over here wearing diapers and shit, getting oh, wow. in injuries trying to get people's packages out and Jeff Bezos is earning more and more and more and more money refusing to pay people a living wage refusing to let his workers unionize so they can have more power collective power and right. um you know uh have some upward mobility um in in our economy and it's just it's really gross this He's going to the moon and people are suffering, including his employees. And um, they say that when you when you go up to the upper sky, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) my broke ass, it's never happened to me anyway. (laughs) Just send me the Google image. He when you go up there, that something is supposed to happen to you, like mentally and spiritually. And you're you just it just changes you kind of like, I don't know, giving birth or something. And Mm, so hopefully when those motherfuckers (laughs) get back down to earth, they will start using their wealth to solve some real problems. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I doubt that. God damn it. <laughs> Again, may I be excused? Because this sucks. <laughs> so uh, so that's Whitey on the Moon. And uh, please check out the poem. You can find it on YouTube it and it's awesome. on Spotify. It's in my regular <laughs> schmegular playlist. Right. Um, it's really good. So um, have you heard the tale of the evil white ESPN reporter, Rachel Nichols? No, tell me about it. Well, I hate spewarts uh, a lot, and, but old whitey loves spewarts. So I'm pretty familiar with this white woman, uh, Rachel Nichols. She's she's the white redhead and she knows her stuff, right? She's really smart. Um, she's really good, like off the off the cuff. She does. She does great interviews. Um, and she's she's got the long reddish brown hair. She's kind of got a fatty. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I told you that. But uh, so she um, she has a counterpart and her counterpart is Maria Taylor, who is black. And um, the NBA finals are going on right now. Uh, it's not over. I just know I can't watch my TV. OK, so, right. Uh, but it's going on right now. And um, Rachel Nichols was uh, she was not going to be broadcasting courtside at the NBA finals. Instead, ESPN said her black counterpart, Maria Taylor, would be doing the job. Um, But because Americans cannot have nice things and white folks believe that everything is a zero sum game. um, Troubling audio came out recently of Rachel essentially saying that, you know, she's rooting for Maria, but, you know, and glad that she's getting her shot, but not at Rachel's expense. And there has been a long, a lot of anger um, directed towards Rachel Nichols. Um, and my, me personally, though, I really think the anger should be 
at ESPN. This yeah. is, it's it's a sucky thought that Rachel had, but I I I mean I get it, right? As a woman in this industry in sports, you got to be you got to be cut yeah. right? Right, um, right? And to to get your place. And ESPN makes it um challenging. That ESPN is the gatekeepers. ESPN yeah. is the one keeping women from uh, making it to those spots and women right. of color and LGBTQ and 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 everybody else. And um it would just reminded me of like you know, like when a dude is cheating and the two the two girls shouldn't get mad at each other. They need to get mad at that motherfucker yeah, who was doing yeah. the cheating. Right. Yeah. And that's ESPN in this case. Right. But it, but there was a lot of, you know, backlash. And, um, you know, I think it's warranted. But I, I really think that it's it's ESPN's fault for this scandal. I agree. Yeah. Um, but there there was a, it. She wasn't the only one at ESPN who had some troubling audio leaked. Um, there is a white man by the name of Adam Mendelson. Uh, and he is, or he had a conversation uh, with uh, Nichols. And um, he was also on the call saying, you know, uh, he was like, yeah, I totally feel you. Um, Rachel, you know, I just don't know. I'm exhausted between me too and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I got nothing left. Ugh, <laughs> and imagine living it. Yeah. You dumb pieces of shits. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I just... I, I just thought um, it was an interesting uh, bit of news because the the, the sports is going on right now. And uh, ESPN was uh, <laughs> trying really hard not to get this story to come out. But it's out now. Um, and people got a lot of thoughts about it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it uh, relates to Fruit Loops because it has to do with racism, if you're wondering. So, yeah. Um, doesn't always have to you doesn't know, always have news. to be true crime yeah. y'all it's whatever yeah. the fuck we want <laughs> it's uh, news <laughs> yeah it's news so uh did you hear the one about the haitian president who was assassinated in his own home i heard about that yeah Ooh, yes not not good um so the president i you know what i'm not a real journalist so forgive me i don't have his name uh but the president he was uh implemented and propped up by uh partly by the united states uh and he overstayed his welcome beyond his term uh, with the help of the United States, I think. So what happened was there was a delay in him taking office. And um, he was like, well, since I didn't start when I was supposed to start, I'm just going to stay way longer than my term is uh, supposed to take. And the people of Haiti were like, what the fuck? We, this is not what we, this is not it's what not we wanted. What we first of all, for, we didn't yeah. want you to be president in the first place. And you're going to overstay your welcome. And, uh, you know, Trump was like, we think this guy's the legitimate president. And I think Joe Breezy, Joe Biden was like, yeah, this guy's legit. And he wasn't. And Haitians weren't really mad about it. And let's not forget that Haiti is the only colonized nation of color in the world that fought its colonizers for freedom and fucking won. Yeah. Um, but uh, as a result, the colonizers were uh, like, you know what? You guys owe us reparations and <laughs> crippled and crippled <laughs> Haiti financially. And that, that that fact really surprises people. They don't a lot of people don't know that, that yeah. Haiti had to pay the entire nation of France bullshit reparations. And it, and it yeah, really crippled the nation financially for a long time. So they've they've been suffering, but they are independent. Right. So on top of of that, other other white colonizer nations have also gotten on board and contributed to the harm um, done to Haiti, um, including meddling in their nation's elections. Um, so 
the Haitian president is dead. His wife was also shot in her home. She was in critical condition, but still alive. And now there's back and forth between who's who's the real leader of Haiti. And um, I think what Haiti really wants is to have their own truly democratic elections and whatever we can do to help that happen needs to be done or United States just fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And there were some arrests made in um, the assassination of the president. 15 Colombian men uh, had been arrested and two American black men. Oh, wow. Black men (laughs) uh, were also arrested, but they were like, we didn't have anything to do with it. We were just translating. So um, more obviously to come on that developing story, but uh, I thought it was an interesting one um, for numerous reasons. Uh, So consider yourselves informed. This has been Wendy Williams in in the Fruitless Studio. 3 a.m., the comedy horror podcast that holds weekly gatherings around the campfire. Let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to hear stories about demonic possessions, prison stabbings, skinwalkers, glitches in the Matrix, cult leaders, missing 411, night marchers, Operation Paperclip, Mesopotamian devil worship, and so many monsters, it'll give Kanye West a runaway for his money. Pop and meme culture also aren't off topic. A camp where laughs and scares are constantly competing for first place. We're just a group of friends trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. My name is Bill Huffman, and I am a former Cleveland News producer. And I am now the host of the podcast, Who Killed? I began the show focusing on the unsolved murder of Amy Mihaljevic, and now each week I explore a different case with a focus on some of the victims who don't get the attention they deserve. I have a deep catalog of over 225 episodes, so there is a guarantee there will be something for you. Who Killed is an evergreen podcast, killer podcasts, and slow burn media production. Subscribe today wherever you get your favorite shows. Uh, I have two more stories because I have been talking a lot. Okay, so you take your pick. Do you want to hear about the TikTok star who was murdered or about the racist New Jersey man who was arrested over the 4th of July weekend? Did you see the video of him hurling racial slurs at his neighbors? No, but let's hear about the murder. (laughs) 
Okay, there we you go. Know me. Let's, I want to hear let's about get murder. Some, let's get some murder. So, <clears throat> 19-year-old TikTok star Swavy, whose real name is Madama Miller, was shot and taken to the hospital this week, according to police in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, and he, he he died as a result of his wounds. And his family called his, uh, th- his death uh, the result of a senseless act of violence and was seeking justice for Swavy. Now, Swavy had 2.7 million followers on TikTok. Oh, wow. Wow. And, yeah. And he had 400,000 Instagram followers and fans wow. have been posting tributes on both platforms. Now, how did he get killed exactly? Um, I think it was a stray, stray bullet. Uh, oh, but I don't geez. know. for sh- I don't know for sure. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, so some of his videos had more than 100 million likes uh, and his murder is tragic. But got even more publicity recently um, when the story was put on the Wendy Williams show. It wasn't me, guys. <laughs> on the other, <laughs> the Wendy, other Williams. Wendy Williams, yeah, yeah, the ones who the, the rich, the the, the one famous who has the one. show, the real, the famous <laughs> one, yeah, that one. And she was way out of pocket with her commentary. So, um, uh, basically, Wendy, there's there was a video going around Twitter of Wendy um, setting up this story. She's like, oh, this TikTok star. Does anybody know who he is? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Nobody knows who he is. And I have more Instagram followers than him. Oh, and my God. I don't even, I don't even do twi- TikTok. What, why and then, but why then, is no, that she, necessary? She, ha- she had not yet even mentioned the part about him being murdered. Oh, yet. my God. So, so she sets it up. Nobody knows him. She, you know, he has more followers than her. Uh, TikTok is trash. And then, oh, by the way, he was murdered. And people were like, Wendy, that is not a very good way to present a tragic story, right? No, Um, A little bit distasteful as far as, um, you know human beings go um but it was interesting because people get mad at wendy williams a lot yeah <laughs> I, I see a lot of headlines yeah yeah and, and, everybody's mad at wendy williams and, again oh, she did it again she opened her mouth and uh you know i could relate and uh she <laughs> what's interesting is like when everyone was like wendy how dare you and i i i did i agree but wendy's mom died um, like six months ago. And Wendy did the same thing, like set it what? up the same way. She was like, oh, my mom picked out this outfit for me today. And she's dead. <laughs> like, oh my she, God. And she died yesterday or something like something oh like that. It was like, God. wow, what an interesting journalistic way choice. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so present information. Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> thoughts and prayers to Swavy's family, friends yeah. and fans. Um, but I, I would, I don't think I would have heard of this story if Wendy Williams hadn't, hadn't told me. So yeah. Yeah. Know, there's so that. At least, at least he got some attention that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the more attention to it, the, I mean, they'll get to the bottom of whoever was right. responsible for his, exactly. his death so yeah that's all i've got back to you in the studio ben <laughs> <laughs> well the uh the heat wave that was on the west coast continued last week oh, and oh, oh, uh it was very hot in california oh no okay. in fact okay it got up to 130 degrees in death valley stop it are you it's, serious yeah Ooh. It was the, it was the hottest temperature recorded on Earth in nearly a century. Stop it on yeah. Earth on Earth. Oh yeah. my lord! <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> I've never been to Death Valley, but the people who I've t- in my life who have always everybody always breaks down there. 
and get stuck in Death yeah. Valley, right? <laughs> you can die doing that. Don't do that. Don't go to Death Valley. You'll yeah. break down and die. <laughs> well, it's on the way. It's on the way to to places. Yeah, yeah. So 130 degrees, and you said in. 100 years, ma'am? Uh, yes, in a century. That Jesus. Well, that, that's the hottest recorded temperature on Earth in nearly a century is what they said in the news article. Yeah. I wonder what the, I mean, I, I'm sure it's best, obviously, to be indoors in air conditioning. Yeah. But what what would happen to you? Like, what is the threshold for being outside? You know, when it's too cold, you're, you shouldn't yeah. go outside. You should. You just it, shouldn't go outside. Yeah. You just shouldn't go outside. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, like, what is the threshold? Five minutes, ten minutes, and then you burn yeah. up like a piece of toast. What happened? <laughs> <You> just <laughs> spontaneously combust. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thoughts and prayers, y'all. Yeah. Drink your water. Stay inside. Yes. Yes. So in in other news, uh, White House officials, as more people get vaccinated against COVID-19 in the U.S., a vast majority of hospitalizations and deaths are occurring among people who haven't yet gotten the COVID shot. Oh, we told y'all. What did you what you thought? What did you think was going to happen? So virtually all COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths in the United States are now among unvaccinated people. Really? And uh, the cases are continuing to rise. I saw that. Particularly as the Delta variant takes hold. So, yeah. The Delta variant, if you haven't heard of it, it's a variant of COVID-19, obviously. Okay. Um, But it's highly transmissible, more transmissible than the original. Oh, Uh, for real? Yeah. Okay, didn't know that. So, uh, and I I think uh, only about 48% of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated. Something like 60% have been vaccinated to some degree, like maybe had one shot. Really? That number really surprised me. Only 48% of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated. We didn't make our goal. No. You know what, though? A song came out this week and it goes a little something like this. Girl, you looks good. Won't you vax the thing up? You's a fine young lady. Won't you vax the thing up? Call me Big Daddy when you vax the thing up. Now, the word on the street is the black people, black, black Twitter is saying if that song had come out at the beginning Everybody yeah. would be vaccinated. Everybody would be vaccinated. Everybody yep. would have a vaccine. That is too late. <laughs> well, it's not too late. It's not too late. So go get your COVID nineteen shot. <laughs> yeah, get your vaccines. I know. You know what? I think one thing that people forget is there's people in our population who can't get vaccinated. Right. So that's why it's really, really important that if you can, that you do your part. Yeah. For humanity, y'all. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, some people can't get the vaccine. Right. So the more we can do mm-hmm. to uh, keep it from transmitting to those people, the better. Mm-hmm. So yes. get your yes. COVID-19 shot. Yeah. No, the day we don't have to see Anthony Fauci anymore, love him lots. But uh, that's when we'll know that we're in the clear, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. on TV right now. I All the time. Yep. Fauci? <laughs> Okay, I'll get my vaccine. It's it's not we're not it's not over yet. And um, right. yeah, man, that's sad. Yeah. I, we're we're going to we're going to Vegas um, for a company thing, and uh, it, it's Vegas is a Delta variant hotspot. 
It and, is, yeah. I mean, it's it. They opened it all up. Everybody's running ooh, around. Every, yeah, yeah we everywhere. outside. But and you no. know what? I think you and I are like the only people in our office who still wear masks. Oh yeah, no. I, I sit next to a guy at work who has one like ha- one lung, one yeah, functioning lung. Like I'm trying to be respectful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, and let's not forget, six hundred thousand Americans died. Um, so yeah, uh, I still wear a mask in the office, and yep. I'm I'm proud of it. I will not stop, and I, and I still wear. Well, I still don't go out to stores um, very often. Maybe. Uh-huh. I think I've gone maybe five times uh, in the last deals. like few months and um, I wear a mask uh-huh. and we're, we're fully open now. Yeah. Uh, no mask uh, mandate or anything. So nope. nobody else is wearing a mask and they look at me like I'm, I've grown a second head, you know, like, isn't that, isn't that, a, it's isn't so that a bitch? weird. Like, yeah. you, you know what you guys were, all, we were all wearing masks like right. a month ago. So right. right. And <laughs> why are you looking at me? Like I'm crazy. <laughs> right. Cause I, it doesn't make any sense. Those no. stickers that were on the floor, gone, the six feet, give me yep. my six feet, gone. gone. Uh, all the signs on people's offices or in stores say, uh, uh, mask optional, mask. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just I fear the worst because it's not going to be summertime forever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So once everybody's inside, that's kind of how the flu spreads is that um, people are inside cooped up together, spreading germs. And that's why we have flu season in the wintertime when it's cold and we're all inside. So, you know, so uh, it's status quo for me. Yeah. Keep you keep it going, Beth. You know what? I got something (laughs) for you over here. There you go. Well, thank you. Good work. Good work. <laughs> Thanks for being a good citizen. What else you got? Well, this is old news, meaning from several months ago, but okay. I just ran across it and I thought it was worth talking about. Okay. So a uh, manhunt for a child murderer named Lester Eubanks spans five decades and he remains one of the most wanted man- men in America. Whoa. And the U.S. Marshals posted their highest ever reward for in- information leading to his capture, How which much? is I'm interested. Fa- $50,000. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. That's enough to get me get me going. <laughs> yeah. Pay pay off our bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brought to you by Upstart. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So um he's a he's a black man. Uh-huh. And okay. hundreds of new clues poured in after the ABC News investigative unit went inside the manhunt with US Marshals Service for the podcast. Have you seen this man? <gasps> That's so, a podcast? Yeah, I guess I've so. I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Have you seen this man? Okay. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and the US Marshals Service hopes that newly unearthed photos of people who worked and socialized with Lester Eubanks in the mid 1970s mm-hmm. will lead to a clue that cracks the case. Deputy U.S. Marshal David Seiler believes that Eubanks may have never left greater Los Angeles. Ooh, okay. Quote, we're hoping that the viewers in Los Angeles are able to identify some of these people. I mean, they're not in trouble whatsoever, unquote. Right, right. Okay, okay. So among the clues they have are photos recovered showing employees Mm -hmm. at a former waterbed factory in Gardena where Eubanks worked during his, his early years on the run. Wait. Pause. Waterbed factory? A waterbed factory, <laughs> that yeah. So it was 70s and 80s. It was the 70s, yes. <laughs> uh, another clue is a possible girlfriend named Renee who went by the nickname Sherm. Okay, okay. 
Other photos show a former employee known only as Rick. Mm -hmm. Eubanks was living and working in Los Angeles under the name Victor Young after a 1973 escape from the Ohio State Penitentiary. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Okay. He was serving a life sentence for the murder of 14-year-old Mary Ellen Diener. Oh. Investigators believe he lived off and on with a woman named Kay Eubanks between about 1975 and 19. 1996. Wow. And he's still missing. Still missing. Yeah. And it's in the late 80s or early 90s. It's believed that Eubanks worked as a janitor at St. Francis Hospital in Linwood. So anyway, there's a $50,000 reward for this guy. And uh, the photos that they have are in the article that I got this story from, Uh uh, which I'll link in the show notes so you guys can take a look at the photos and uh, see if you worked with him. Yeah, you know, uh, it just kind of reminds me of don't fuck with cats or like this is right. What, this is what we do. We, true crimers, we are ready for this. We yeah, are we this were is... built for this. <laughs> We're I, I hope, yeah, yeah. Uh, sleep with one eye open, Eubanks. <laughs> We're gonna get you. Yeah, <laughs> but Lester Eubanks doesn't that make you think of like uh, I don't know a game show guy or something? Oh yeah, Kevin <laughs> or, Eubanks. Or, uh, Kevin Eubanks and the Tonight Show Band. That's what oh, I thought yeah. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was another uh, black guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, <laughs> so I got one more story for you. This one's a short one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kara, the 12 foot long albino Burmese python, <gasps> a non-venomous 150 pound snake, slipped oh. out of her enclosure at the Blue Zoo Aquarium inside the Mall of Louisiana in Baton Rouge last Tuesday morning. I saw this story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so snake experts, animal trackers, firefighters, police officers, plumbers, and heating engineers were all drafted in to assist in the search for the at-large serpent. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. The aquarium was closed during the search and appeals on social media were made for sniffer dogs and scanning devices. Luckily, Kara was found the following Thursday morning inside of a wall. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. She was missing for days? Yeah, two days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, two days. Oh, no. Right. I thought it was just on somebody's lunch break. And... I mean, how lucky are you that you don't have to go into work because there's a python in the there's hole. There's a python Mom. in the wall. Oh, oh my God. But man, it's yeah, like those times, You ever had like a shitty job and been like, man, I just wish the building would catch fire. So I yeah. wouldn't have to here. <laughs> like having a snake is kind of like, yay, my yeah, has been answered. Snake um, in the wall, can't yeah. go to work. <laughs> we outside. Um, but man, well, I'm, you know, I actually love snakes. Me I too. They are fascinating. And Me too. And they, so, they, I love touching them. They're, me too. They're, me too. They, they're soft. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's like, it's wild how they're just solid muscle, right? Yeah. And um, when they're moving, you can feel all the muscle yeah. in, in them. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. cool. I yeah. like snakes. Absolutely. And um, so it sounds like nobody was harmed. The nope, snake and, is okay. And the snake safe and healthy said the aquarium oh thank goodness Kara Uh is okay whoo thank goodness uh (laughs) 150 pound python yeah you know what though this was in louisiana and there are a lot of other critters to be afraid of 
outside of the mall. Yeah, yeah. Gators, <laughs> Skeetos, um, I don't know, uh, Bourbon Street. Stuff. You know, yeah. uh, all kinds Drunk of people on Drunk? Bourbon Street. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, well, <laughs> that was a fun story, Beth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the news. Look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. find us Beth. Our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod and our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod and links to our sources will be in our footnotes. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App. Just Google Fruit Loops Pod Cash App or you can become a monthly patron through Podbean. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. And as always, we have merch for sale on our website. That's right. Now, this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. <laughs> I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, <laughs> but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> you can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. 
You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. <laughs>